Welcome to Open Relationship Podcast. We're open and honest conversation as we talk about everything from A to Z as it pertains to the LGBTQ plus community and beyond. I'm your host, Rodney. You can follow me on IG at I am Rodney Wash. I'm your host, Marco the Prince. You can follow me on IG at Marco the Prince. I'm your host, Shazam. You can follow me at underscore can play underscore. And I am your host, Solomon. You can follow me on IG at Solomon E Stretch. Yes, and this is season two, episode yes. 17. Yes, but yes. episode really 48? That is a blessing. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Hallelujah blessing. in the it's sanctuary. <laughs> Not in the sanctuary. We give you the glory. <laughs> <laughs> As we speaking of God, <laughs> let's go to the collection plate. <laughs> Woo! So the collection plate is in the middle, you guys. And what you can do, you can support us by giving us five, tens, and twenties and more. You know, counting by fives, it's a blessing, ain't it? Yes, it is, Shia. <laughs> then that will help with, you know, programming, you know, how to find a new skill, the beep, beep, bop, bop over there. You know, so at the touch it on my we just have a little button. <laughs> we need the money. <laughs> you know how shirt like we need a new speaker? <laughs> <laughs> we need a new roof and then we pass on. <laughs> <laughs> but we do appreciate you so much and Solomon will show you how to further support us and, tell you. <laughs> and as always we appreciate your DMs we appreciate you all reaching out to us and if you could also like comment and subscribe on our YouTube channel Holy Trinity 3 right really we in the church. If you can like, comment, and subscribe on our YouTube channel, <laughs> we greatly appreciate it. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and you can always reach out to us at openrelationshippodcast at gmail.com. There you go. All right. Let's start with Solomon. Solomon, how was your weekend? My weekend was actually pretty good. It was relaxing. Got a lot of rest. And had an opportunity to prepare for my week. Mm-hmm. Is it? You know what you were giving me this weekend? What? Your store said, come on, church girl, drop it like a... <laughs> what? <laughs> so I'm going to show you a body. <laughs> 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 he goes, I said, Solomon. I said, yes, Solomon. I said, come on, drop it like a... Look. It is Operation Undig This Back. Ooh, <laughs> bitch, right. I'm a big mind. Shit. Bitch, you looking good. I ain't no strange. Okay. Appreciate it. Do you have any plans yes, of getting bigger shorts? Longer no. ones? No. Oh, okay. No. The plan is to make them smaller. Mm. <laughs> you got the thighs of thighs. <laughs> the thighs of thighs. The thighs of thighs. how was your week? Baby, it was fun. I am tired. <laughs> I am real life tired. And I always be making old jokes. And this morning, I woke up every moment feeling like I was old. Mm. Um, Friday, I went to Beyonce. Amazing, 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 amazing. Then after that, I got in the car and went to New Orleans. And New Orleans was a good vibe. The girls were on their best behavior in their red gowns. And then I came back, and I'm still tired. So I think I'm going to have to call off work tomorrow. Mm. <laughs> but it was great. No regrets. <laughs> what did you do, Rodney? Well, I, you know, gave into the beehive. Yes. <laughs> and was, I went to Beyonce. <laughs> that was your experience. Oh my God, it was everything. You know what? I'm gonna say this. Uh, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give her her flowers. She gets ten out of ten. 
she gives you a good show and I feel like for what I paid because it was not cheap <laughs> um, but mama gave me a good show mama gave me a good show she gave me a good show I don't know what to say I was, I'm just you know still in the awe of Beyonce so great I love that for you I do it's gonna be going back tomorrow no I love that it's for you <laughs> it's not going it's not going to leave for a minute but I will say this I can tell that she's getting older that's not in the band that's not a dig but like from the old customer I saw mm-hmm. she used to be dancing and all that mama said I hired y'all bitches I'm fucking up yeah. Beyonce was like <laughs> <laughs> I said, come on, hype man. <laughs> <laughs> but the opening was everything. No vocals. That her, was that her real vocals or was that yeah. recorded? No, that mic was on. The, the mic that was, was her singing, on. for real. She, yeah. she don't sing it the same. At, at, if you watch multiple clips, she never sings it the same. That's not It's not a recording. Now you, and if you pay attention, if you listen and watch, you can tell when it goes to a track. But Mama might be on. Okay, well... That's a 10. That bitch opened it up. Okay, I'm done. I'm done oh. fanning out. When she said, Atlanta. I was like, <laughs> She rose up in the green gown. I was like, oh my God. It was so baby. fucking beautiful. Oh, the clouds behind her. Okay, we, yeah. we, before we get into yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm yeah, going to go like... ahead and do this. I don't think Atlanta won that challenge. So... Well, let me tell y'all about my week before we get there. Girl, you did the same thing we did. What you going to say? <laughs> You're right, but I still want to speak. Bitch, he did try to dim your light. Okay, Marco, um, how was your week? Thank you so much, Shazam. Um, my week was absolutely fucking amazing. What'd um, you do? I went to Beyonce. Oh, oh my, God. my gosh, she put on an amazing fucking show. The Green Gown, yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, my weekend was good. Uh, Sunday I slept. And Monday I was off and slept too. I, yeah, I'm still recovering. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just in awe. I, I love watching that woman perform. It's great. So yes. you got a shout out for your dancing child. Can I, can I, can I, can I, <laughs> I said, "Come on, honey." <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> no, y'all know I love ballroom scenes. So uh, I can tell you did good, bitch. You fucked that up. Actually, I really don't even know how to Vogue. I just. <laughs> I, you know, it's your just, hand was just flopping. Yeah, basically, like I just, <laughs> literally, <laughs> Rich just broke chat. <laughs> I, I said, "Girl, you playing panic pain? <laughs> I did watch the video. I was like, "Ooh, I thought I was fucking it up, but whatever." You know, when you be in a moment and you'd have you a few little cocktails, girl. Yeah, you really he was, like, I can oh tell you, it was a good ass time. And yeah. then you look up and you'd be like, "Ooh, whoa." <laughs> Had a few moments like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Marco, this going to start us off. Yes. So, openers, you already know. Before we get in the streets, you know we got to pay these bills. As always, we want to um, let you guys know that op- Apple, excuse me, is our official sponsor for Open Relationship Podcast. So make sure you click the dis- the link in the description so you can get a free month of Apple TV or Apple Music. And as always, your support is greatly appreciated. All right, for the porn recital with no words. <laughs> yes. He did that. <laughs> you said what? The, what? Porn recital with oh, no words. Oh, porn recital. That's oh, why I was like, no. whoa. That's, 
Poem. I heard poem. I heard poem. Poem too. Oh, I meant P-O-E-M. <laughs> I'm country. <laughs> poem. Oh my God. Where are we going? I'm reading Twitter the other day. And there's a tweet that says, what is aura? Like, you know, somebody's aura. <laughs> Somebody retweeted said, the word after Q when you're from the South. And I was crying for that reason. <laughs> All they fucked up with it. <laughs> poem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this week in the streets, um, we're going to go up to Virginia. Um, if you guys don't know, the icon, the legend, Melvin Magoo Briarcliff, excuse me, has passed away at the age of 50. <laughs> Wait. Um, I'm sorry, say that one more time. Melvin Magoo Briarcliff? Briarcliff? That's right. Yeah. Is it? Um, I think it's Barcliff. No eye in there. Oh, oh. shit. <laughs> I was looking at Magoo. My, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Thank okay. you. Barkley. Uh, <laughs> That's it. Barkley. Yeah. <laughs> I yes, um, Melvin Magoo Barcliff um, passes away at 50. Uh, Miss Season Timberland and Pharrell, close friend. They took over the 90s with the Beats and Missy Elliott albums and really leaving a staple in the hip-hop culture and industry. So um, I just want to send peace and blessings to them because I, I personally know that Missy and Timberland is probably losing it right now. So. Yeah, I feel like they've taken a lot of like hits mm-hmm. in like their circle, you know, just repeatedly. And I think just like we're, we've talked about this before, like we're just seeing a lot of like black legends and people who had staples in black culture starting to like die. Like, mm-hmm. it's really, it's like it's like shocking. Like it's shocking. Like I don't want to ever become numb to that. Like we're losing a lot of greats. Like and young, young, young. Or we're seeing like. 17-year-old boys passing out on the basketball floor and dying. Like, there are things happening in, like, black culture right now that are just really, like, shocking every day. It's really sad. Rest in peace to that man. I don't know who that is. You know Magoo. You know know Magoo. Magoo. Timberland Magoo. Wait, you know Timberland, right? Timberland, like the... You know Missy Elliott? I know them. They they all ran in the same... They came up together in the hip-hop industry. So you had Beyonce, Kelly, and oh. Michelle. He was Michelle. <laughs> no, he made some legendary beats with Pharrell. Oh, he made beats. That's why with, I don't know. Okay. He was a producer. They're going to tear your ass up. They are. I don't know who that is. But I'm, I am sad. Like, I ain't, I'm not throwing that shade, but I don't know you. Shit, okay. I don't know you. <laughs> I, so you may not recognize them. You might you may not recognize the name, but if you heard mm-hmm. some songs, you would definitely know who he was. Is he rapping or singing on a beat? He's been on some songs. Mm-hmm. Okay, give me one song. Uh, all right. It's your segment. <laughs> you should know. Um, <laughs> I actually, so I don't know the songs he was on, but I do know that God he. Damn. No, I know he produced a lot of Missy Elliott beats. So that's where I. Don't know that song. Child, no. There's a Missy Elliott song that she just posted the other day, and it just watch get on Missy's page. She yeah. posted okay. the, the one you will know is on her page right now. I know that one. Yeah, yeah. That ain't him singing. No, that's Missy Elliott. He produced it. He's a producer. He's a pro- okay. Now it makes sense. Okay. Okay, I know that one. Rest in peace to that man. Even whole Kiki Palmer right now. <laughs> no, that was no. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, so but he's very um, big in the hip hop culture. Um, I also just want to ask, just quick, just Renaissance uh, review. What was your like? If you had one single moment, it was when I saw Blue come out. That was to me. You just saw how Beyonce's face lit up seeing mm-hmm. her daughter performing with her. And I think it brings her like some type of peace of mind knowing her daughter's touring with her. Mm-hmm. And that's beautiful. And I can't wait till she get like 16 so she could be. Pop, 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 yeah. pop, 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 pop. She did that. That made me cry a little bit. I'm going to say the opening. Like, we don't get artists coming out and singing their old songs and sounding that good. Mm-hmm. Now, mm. her voice is. If you go back and listen to like when she first recorded Dangerously in Love, mm-hmm. her voice was very bright. And I don't want to call it immature, but it was bright. Like she very much so sound different. Now it's like post-pregnancy, post-motherhood, deep, like really warm tones. And it's mm-hmm. something really like interesting to hear if you've heard both. So I would say that and then um, her just singing all those songs at the beginning. And then as Rodney mentioned, like she's getting older and she may, and that's not a dig, like we said, mm-hmm. it's not a dig, but she's moving different. Mm-hmm. And I think she's having fun. She's legit having fun. Like, there are multiple times where if you were close enough or if you could see on the screen where she was, like, just smiling and having a good time. And everybody just was enjoying her. Like, you guys are smiling, thinking about (laughs) how much fun she was having on that damn stage. And you went to Formation. Mm -hmm. Like, Formation, she had fun. Miss Carter was where she had fun. But, like, those are moments where she, like, clicks into, like, Sasha Fears and, like, very serious and very, like, Mm -hmm. I'm that bitch. There are moments where she tried to, like, click into Sasha Fears and she started laughing because she couldn't be serious. So I was just excited to see her have fun. I'm going again. That um, that was my favorite part of it. It just her being her, like, human element, just laughing, talking to us, and, like, just fucking up the stage. She did a cute little Vogue, you know, with the girls on the stage. I was like, she, this woman is really having fun. Her with her daughter on stage, just smiling and not overshining blue, but, like... Kind of like letting Blue have her own moment within that like forty five seconds. So. I don't think she could. I think Blue outdanced her ass every time. <laughs> Blue definitely outdanced her. <laughs> Blue so, said. <laughs> so I didn't go, mm-hmm. um, and I'm still thinking about going because uh-huh. I think I want to go to New Orleans. Um, how? What? Road trip. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, but what I I will say is I am appreciating the maturity that I'm seeing and the richness in her mm-hmm. tone. Um, like her, her vocals are like just out of this world. Like she's she's hitting these. There are elements from hip hop, from R and B, from um, Mediterranean culture. Like mm-hmm. I hear it, and I'm just like, who else is doing this? No one. <laughs> I yeah, that's a good point. I like like she never sounds the same. Like. We get these, like, like you said, these Mediterranean, like, runs, like, when she does Drunken Love, but Mm -hmm. then you get, like, these, like, operatic tones where she sings, like, Dangerous Singing Love, but then she gets on the piano and sings Mary J. Blige Mm -hmm. and gives us gospel growls. Like, what? Oh, I'm sick of that bitch. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No, she did good, mama. You know. Would you go again? Let's go. (laughs) If it was a formation tour, probably... I'm not a big into Vogan. Yeah, I'm not oh. a big fan. But like that did it for me. There were when I was walking on the stadium, there were conversations amongst like we were all standing on the corner waiting on Ubers and a lot of people were like, It was good, but formation was better. 
but I think because Therefore, a lot of people are saying yeah because a lot of people are used to like her actually dancing and like this was more to me it was like the crowd like carried a lot of the energy mm-hmm. you know and she depended on the crowd for a lot of things but I loved it I, I feel like this it. tour was for the fans considering that the type of album that she just released um, it's I think it's geared well I know the album is geared to black gay culture of us voguing and you know enjoying Beyonce and bringing different elements to a whole complete album um, so yes yeah, the electricity in the stadium like was from all us so Mm-hmm. Last thing I'll say, and everybody's probably sick of it. Everybody talks about it on Twitter every day, and they call the girls tacky and everything. I loved everybody's outfits. Yeah, people's outfits amongst they the energy. Like creative. there might have been some things that I was like, okay, I wouldn't wear that, mm-hmm. but it was literally about being yourself and having mm-hmm. fun. Like people were listen. What? I never been to a concert where people literally bought costumes, and we it some was costumes. cute. Now the go, cute go costume was cute. What I did not appreciate seeing booty holes and ad crafts out. I was okay with and, that. Uh, I didn't. I didn't like that. I, I felt like they were distasteful to Beyonce. Her ass was think, out. I mean, but she had it was nicely put up. You could not see her booty hole if she bent over. That man booty hole was showing. He bent over. Hooty hooty hoo. I just think. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think. I just think that was. It's a time and place for everything. That was not a time or the place. You don't wear. Your fucking jock strap to a fucking concert. Ooh, yeah. I ain't seen none of that shit. Yeah, I did see a few jock straps and thongs from men. Um, I don't know. It's just kids there. Like I ain't worried. Now kids shouldn't be there. Fuck that. I ain't yeah. worried about that. Kids do not. Yeah, I, that was not a concert for kids. Formation, <laughs> sure, but that Renaissance was not a, a tour for kids. <laughs> what is that? A booty hole? <laughs> I did see some assless chaps that were really cute though. For real, for real. Yeah, I mean, it was cute. It's just the fact that, like, I was like, this nigga really got on a jock strap, and they think he's killing it. <laughs> I said, Mom, you look down. <laughs> I said, that's an outfit. <laughs> what you wear? Like, you better get fucked. <laughs> oh, Fix oh. me while she's singing. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> and, and last but not least, um... Lizzo has been all over the media lately for um, allegedly allegations of her work environment. Um, she's been removed from the Super Bowl conversations of her performing in February. Um, and I hate to see that for her. I like Liz- Lizzo. I think she's always been like a positive person from what I have seen displayed on TV. I don't know what happens behind the scenes, but as always, I'm a stick behind a black woman. I just hope and pray that this is not true. Um, yeah. I'm going to say this. Um, before y'all came on, mm-hmm. a blessing, truly a blessing, we had some people oh my God. who did not really hold their weight. Okay? Had to beg, plead people to do stuff, to get right, to put shit on, make the shit work. If I am Lizzo, fuck that shit. You have, you have to be in order. Mm-hmm. You think Beyonce back there smiling everybody fucking up? I think this is bullshit. This is right here is bullshit. I am Lizzo. You can even be Sierra. You not gonna come out there half-assing on my set? And if I yell at you, bitch, go the fuck home. Well, it's actually deeper than that. It's like I think they lying. I think they allegedly sexual allegedly. allegations. I, it's, it's just so much. I'm just tired of people doing that. You you no longer work with her. Now all the stuff coming out. I do hate that after the fact. That shit. That, I'm tired of that. That same side ass storyline. 
Oh, she abused me. She, girl, did she put a gun in your head and make you do shit you did? I think <laughs> with the <clears throat> Lizzo situation, it's very, it's very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, for all parties included, mm-hmm. Lizzo, including the um, alleged victims, I think that um, I, I really don't. I don't have too much of an opinion on it because I'm not like I don't know who to believe, child. And it's like show business has always been like this mystery to people that aren't in it. And then when people get into it or you get close enough to it, you see some things that you don't want to see. And um, unfortunately, there's always rumors about and rumors about people not being good bosses. Um, for uh, like where they're saying Lizzo wasn't a good boss. This is me speaking to like the aspect of her like yelling at people, not the sexual mm-hmm. allegations part. But people have seen, have said, we were just talking about Beyonce. People have said she's not a good boss. Mm-hmm. The security guard came out and said that her and Jay Z are not good bosses, allegedly. Mm-hmm. People have come out and said like Anita Baker is rude. <laughs> like these are all allegations that have been put a, put up against people. There's never video footage of them being rude. There's never, you know what I mean. So that's always going to come out. I think that's inevitable in show business. The sexual allegations, I. I I really don't have an opinion on that because I don't know I don't know enough mm-hmm. and I don't know like I don't want to victim shame anybody but I don't want to say Lizzo's right I don't want to say the victim no wrong I don't know enough so I don't want to say nothing I know. guess this is how I feel when I did read now correct me if I'm wrong mm-hmm. they said she told them to do things right yeah. she never physically that nobody never said from what I read and listened correct. to that she touched anyone correct so you grown as fuck I'm I'm sorry. Call me what you want. You grown. Can't nobody tell me to go suck nobody dick, suck a titty, go do nothing if I don't want to. I think the situation comes in when it is that's your employer and like you know there are repercussions to that. So that's why it becomes pressure. So do you have morals? I don't. I I don't think it's that simple. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how to feel. I'm just. You might. You might have a willpower that someone else does not have. They're in a situation where they're in the They're in show business. They are making this amount of money this is what they want to do they want to dance there's not a lot of opportunity for big girls that are dancers for big celebrities and you're put in a situation like that i don't think that we can speak to what we would do if we've never been in that situation where they're at mm-hmm. if that's your only source of income you're looking at every company all these recording stars saying okay i don't have no money because we're, we're boycotting we're striking and lizzo puts you under some allegedly puts you under some pressure like that i think we have to like take that into account um, um... I'm just going to leave it as it is. I just, I don't know. I just, you couldn't pay me enough money to do that. And if I didn't do it, why talk about it now when you are now unemployed? When you was employed, you did it. So, um, to, I think to um, Shazam's point, there are power differentials in employment relationships that when you do get into new employment um actually let me say this when you're an employer there should be protocols for how you interact with people true and um sometimes employers go beyond those boundaries Mm -hmm. and it creates a hostile or negative work environment Mm -hmm. and it can be uncomfortable for people who have to maintain a living or a lifestyle and they get a paycheck and some people are not as willing to speak up for themselves because they are afraid of those repercussions and so i get that um me personally with some of the things that i read about 
I was like, if I have to walk from Manhattan to Brooklyn for a piece of cheesecake, I'm probably going to do it because I want to get my steps in. And and like I, I made a I made a joke about that <laughs> in my stories one day. Um, and then like I, I have seen like I don't work for this individual and I have seen this individual half naked. And I don't work for them. Right. So if I do go work for them, I kind of know what I'm getting into. And so if I go to an event and there's half-naked people, I'm, me, Solomon, would probably be willing to go because this is what I expect. And so this is, and for me, it's just about what am I willing to put up with in my employment? That's how I I feel the Mm. same way. And so, but I also recognize that there are some people who don't want to do those things and they just want to go to work, be in the culture of, um, or be in the industry, mm-hmm. excuse me, get their paycheck and go home. And they don't want to have to deal with a whole lot of mess. Me, like, if I'm on the clock and you're like, hey, I need you to walk and go get me a cheesecake, I'm going to go walk. Hell, did he have somebody with a goddamn umbrella? Allegedly. No, that's the truth. What's his name? Bondsworth, Bentley, Fentley. I mean, I don't know. Bondsworth, Bentley. Yeah, the, uh, the umbrella guy who walked mm-hmm. around with the umbrella. That's degrading. <laughs> like, all day you... It wasn't the cheesecake thing. That was just a that joke, was... though. That was, like, from making a band. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, oh, yeah, I that saw was that. from making a band. <laughs> yeah. I actually Did he read actually that... made people do that? Yeah, I actually I read that in um, one of the articles that was published about... So. Yeah, that was. I think that was like a, that was actually like, recorded. Yeah, yeah they were yeah. being like that was like a joke because they were saying like Lizzo makes them do outrageous things or allegedly makes them do outrageous things, and then on making the band, Diddy made them walk to Junior's Cheesecake to go get him some cheesecake. Mm-hmm. Which I did that too. I would have picked me some up on the way. Okay, back. girl, okay. Let's, let's get a whole one. We'll split oh. it. And we'll give him a slice <laughs> when we get back. I'll never know. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know. But again, that is what I am willing to do. I, I well, let me. I feel the same way. Because I was a part of a project, I ain't gonna say which one. Um, one of the producers were gay, mm-hmm. and he thought <laughs> that I was thirsty. You do have some. You, I mean, you do have some thirsty people. Do anything just get a little shine. He called himself. He touched me up here, then tried to go down. I said, "What you doing?" <laughs> he was like, I, "I said you ain't no, you don't." I don't do that. <laughs> right. I said, that means I can't do this shit. Wrap up production, bitch. Let me go home. But you will be blasted. <laughs> <laughs> I said, so we can finish this? Uh, act like it never happened? And keep the fuck off? You not, I don't do that. Mm. So quick question. Devil's Advocate, you said you will be blasted after the fact. So is that... No, your... like, if he tried to fire like fire me from that... So say, this is the same situation with these girls, right? You understand that, right? And now they're saying it. So you but just I'm confused. said... I'm confused. I thought they said they quit. But you just said... Did they quit? If I... they quit or they were fired, it's still the same situation that after the fact that they used to work for them, you just said this. Roll the tapes. He just said, if I... they used to work for them, and I'm sick of people coming out after they work for them and saying it. So... Let's no, talk about that. I didn't say that. What I said. No, that's what he said, y'all. He said that. What I said was he tried to touch me physically, but you touched ju- me in a place I didn't feel comfortable. But did you say that these girls? You're sick of people blasting people after they used to work for them. Did you say that? Yes no, or no? I said if you know. <laughs> yes. I did say that. Okay. However, however, cover. 
I said if I would have got cut <laughs> from the project, because I didn't want you to. After is after. After yeah. is after. Thank after. you, oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> Move on. She's the attendant away. Because we're going to roll the tapes back. Roll them Anyways, I Charay. think all <laughs> Sitting outside the restaurant waiting for an invite. <laughs> I think it's important, like, honestly, over just say, I think it's important that we always have discussions like that mm-hmm. to really just, like, get yeah. into that. Because people are afraid to talk about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, enough of Beyonce. We love her. Yes. But let's keep it moving. We got other things happening. So Situation <laughs> with Shazam, always going to be named after a song, something in popular culture, something that we've all experienced. Brown Sugar mm. by the Brown Sugar King himself, mm. motherfucking D'Angelo. Mm. Sexy man. Mm. Do y'all remember how does it feel what? when you were supposed to not look and you was like, Do you? I, I remember how it felt when I was watching it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Pony. <laughs> how did it <laughs> And he has straight backs and he looks mm. like a, a he freaking... Was, he <laughs> is. A black Ken doll. D'Angelo mm. was always fine. Like, oh my God. Did anyway. Angie Stone get him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brown Sugar, D'Angelo, when did you fall in love with hip hop? So, on August 11, 1973, the first elements of hip hop, hip hop, excuse me, emerged with Clive Campbell, also known as DJ Cool Herc. He played this music at his sister's back to school party in the Bronx showcasing his innovative turntable skills. So this marks the 50th anniversary of hip-hop. There's been multiple performances, multiple documentaries that have come out highlighting different people in hip-hop and talking about the um, experience of hip-hop and the effects it's had on culture. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important that we discuss how it um, has affected us personally and affected, like, the LGBT plus community. So what was, like, you guys' first experience with hip-hop? Not to be knocking off the movie, like, when did you fall in love with hip-hop? But oh, when did you I, truly, I love like, that movie, isn't though. it a great movie? They don't make movies yes, like that no more. They don't. But when was y'all first experience <laughs> with hip-hop? Brown Sugar. Oh. Y'all ain't seen Brown Sugar. Lathan and, um, I know what it, I know what it is. I haven't seen it. You should watch it. It's on Netflix and Amazon Prime. It's so good. It's real. Ooh, it's a good movie. Watch it. Never mind. Mm. Anyways. Right <laughs> 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 yes, there were so many quotes. Oh, makes your heart skip beat. So when was y'all first experience with hip hop? Like what song do y'all remember when y'all was like, damn, like this is good. I remember being four years old. I never forget 1995. My brother was Come bump, on, driving his car. Listen to Bone Thug and Harmony. Mm. Like that, they, they loved him. Had his mm-hmm. hair like him and everything. I said, God damn, I'm tired of this goddamn song. Then my gay ass got into my sister car. <laughs> Hearing Mary J. Fly, this what I like. <laughs> so you wanted the hip hop song. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was Bone Thugs and Har- Bone Thugs and Harmony, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what song damn. was it? Do you remember? Um, it had to be Crossroads. Yes. Crossroads. Yes. yes. See me at the crossroads. crossroads. That was lonely. Crossroads. That that was actually kind of scary. That music yeah. video was scary, what? wasn't it? The ghost and shit. Yeah. yeah. Now what? what it's scary. the first of the month. Which oh, one? that's not Which Crossroads. One? Yeah, is that what, what Gio said? I lied. First of the month. Yeah, first of the month. Okay. Yeah, that one. He blasted that shit. How do you think of first of the month Crossroads or um what's the other one? There's another Bone Thugs. Uh Thug Thug is Ruggers Ruggers Yeah, that one. And that was too Bone. Yeah. I knew you liked that one because I got to stick it back up. <laughs> yes, yes. I like that one. Oh, mine is a little ghetto. Oh uh, <laughs> so my cousin used to always play this. Uh, I got five on it. That's a good one. Yeah, it is a really and good one. uh my dad's favorite song, honorable mention, uh Mac Morris, Return of the Mac. Hit yes, yeah, mm-hmm. so those two. I got five on it when they mixed it and made all it like right. twisted for um. <laughs> <laughs> all that right. was really yes. Cool. 
Yeah. No, listen, cued up. See, we had a meeting before. That's why I was a little late. So my song would be uh, Nas um, Affirmative Action. Mm. Mm. I actually okay. that one. Mm. That's yeah. a real good one. This... I feel like I don't have one that's like deep, deep in my bag, but I remember like how much like I used to, I can't think of a specific song, but how much everywhere I would see Busta Rhymes. I feel like he was everywhere growing up. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Like he was he with really like was. Janet. Then he did, he did like, I know this is like a newer, well not newer, but cause we kind of old, but when he did Touch It and had like all the females on it. What favorite amazing. remix of all time? Oh my gosh, it was yeah. all around. I have not he had, seen that one. Like, you haven't seen what? Touch It with- Touch It remix with It was like Touch Missy, It, the Queen's remix. No, 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 I haven't. Eve, oh, um, wow. Remi, was Remy Ma? Um, Digger. Yes, Digger, that's who was on it. Rod Digger was on it. Amazing songs. Everybody had a good first experience with hip-hop. Yes. So, do you guys think that hip-hop has, like, the same influence on culture that it did 50 years ago? Hell yeah. Look at the Kardashians. Oh. Wait. Wait, what? What? I said what I said. I'm standing behind that one. I... Roll the tape. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I think music nowadays is... It's just trash. Like I don't like the mumble rap. I don't like the ghettoness. Well, I like the ghettoness. Excuse me. Just I don't know. There's no like meaning behind it. I just remember growing up listening to like Bone Thugs and Harmony and Return of the Mac and like them actually painting something like visually for me when I'm cleaning up around the house. Nowadays it's like sex, titties, dick, ass, drugs. I was just about to say that. I feel like back then there was like. Although some of them were rapping about negative experiences, Correct. they were like their real life experiences. Mm -hmm. And now we're having rappers that are rapping about things that they've never experienced. Or everybody's talking about drugs and sex. And honestly, nobody wants to listen to that all the damn time. Right? I don't. And then on mm -hmm. top of that, to be very honest, like hip hop and rap now, a lot of people aren't actually writing. So we, you can hear the undertones in songs and you can honestly guess who wrote it. There are a lot of times you can guess when Party wrote something because it's like, oh, this is Party. Mm -hmm. So... I don't know if it has the same influence on culture as it did back then, because back then everyone was so like really original. And now, to be honest, a lot of people sound the same. And I think that's why certain people are topping the charts and like rising to the top really quick because they have a different sound. For example, Sexy Red, she has a different sound. She don't sound like nobody else. Sometimes it's a little like, oh, but she don't. She talks about pussy and sex, mm -hmm. but she don't sound like everybody else. I mean, mm -hmm. that's from looking at like. The young generation, they follow trends from now. Mm -hmm. They look, you won't smug with me. You know, I'm like, what the fuck are you saying? You won't smug with me. One, two, three. But I think it's no. also that, <laughs> I think you just use a really good word, trend. Like, mm -hmm. hip-hop music has just become really trendy. Mm -hmm. And when hip-hop originated, it was about culture. It mm -hmm. was about real experiences. Mm -hmm. And it was about... Um, the feeling and anger and everything that was going on in people's lives and mm -hmm. other people can connect with it even if you didn't come from the same neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And so um, there's a universal universality that's, that underlines it all, um, especially in the black experience. And so I think we've gotten a, away from that. Um, and there's a lot of, uh, like in today's <laughs> music, there's a lot of it I just don't understand. Okay, yeah, I'll be I confused. Agree. I'll be having to ask my little cousins like, what did they just say? Sound like somebody's uncle. <laughs> it does yeah I am very much disconnected like mm -hmm. Ice Spice she popular I don't see why at all I don't see it for I'd mama at all I'm like girl what are you saying like, what are we talking about again 
And I feel like the rappers that I actually <laughs> like now are oh, as old as I am, hell. If not, like, a little bit older. Like, the people that I actually will listen to now, I'm like, well, shit, that's because we the same age. Like, you old. The last rapper I, that I actually fell in love with, <laughs> yeah. was it, it wasn't, well, I love Drake. What, what's the other one name? He likes here from Cali. Um, Drake always miss him. He likes skin from Cali with dreads. Name a song. 21 Savage? <clears throat> J. Cole? J. Cole. J. Cole. Oh, he's oh, from North yeah. Carolina. I love J. Yeah, he's not from Cali. He's from North Carolina. Oh, he's from... Oh, but he lived in Cali. No, he... I, I don't know where the man lived. I love ahead. J. Cole. <laughs> yeah. He was like the last rapper that I was like, ooh, all his music, on my shit. And I used to love the Amigos. It's like got kind of yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. But like, that's yeah, it. Like, just being in love with somebody, like, really lives, like, typing that song to hear in my car. I don't do this shit it's no more. It's been a while since I've done that. Mm. <laughs> I think the last person that probably had me in like a chokehold was Chance the Rapper. I really like oh, Chance. Chance Ooh, was good. His Chance last album. Is good. And he had like, Chance's music like makes sense. And he like talks about real shit and like real experiences. He has a song called, well, he has an album called Acid Rain mm-hmm. or EP. And he talks about like, he talk, he mentions his grandma a lot. Like he mentions his family, his little brother. And I'm just like, he's making a connection with people, which is I think why people like J. Cole as well. Because he makes a connection with people about real ass shit. And a lot of the rest of these rappers, it's just like... Yeah, I can't. I'll be like, child. Even Kendrick's last album when... Uh, Kendrick's good, too. Kendrick. Kendrick. Now he's Ooh. good, too. He does a lot of creative um, things. One of his albums, I can't think of the title of it, but you listen to it from one to however many he's on it, and then that's one message, but if you listen to it backwards, it's a different message. There's a Netflix oh. series like that. Mm-hmm. If you watch in a different order, it tells you a different story. Yeah. So when you think of, like, hip-hop, what's, like, the... like the first person when you, somebody says hip-hop, who, like, pops in your head? Like, don't think about it too long. Who's, like, the first Little person? Little Coon. Ooh, okay. Montel. Jordan. Is he hip-hop? I think he's more like R&B. Yeah. Okay, well, let me do it again. Ask me again. <laughs> <laughs> Rewind the tapes. <laughs> the, when hip-hop first comes to your head, who's the first person you think of? Snoop Dogg. Okay. Okay. For me, it's Tupac. Tupac, okay. I'm going Queen Latifah. Like, she just gives yeah. me hip-hop. I don't know why, but when I said this question, I was mm. like, Queen Latifah. Like, used to, like, wear her dashikis and koofies mm. and rap down, but then she came out, like, swinging, calling girls bitches, too, so. Yeah, that's true. Okay, she was from Unity to talking about bitch, I will switch your wig and tell your mom I did it. So do you think <laughs> hip-hop culture has started to embrace, like, the gays recently? Or do you think it's still, like, there's still a big, like, boundaries from there? I would say yes and no, because... I mean, let's just keep it real. Back in the day, they used to fuck around with each other. I mean, I can't wait to tell our book come out. I think it's coming really soon, I heard. There's already one out. I'm just saying, I heard. And <laughs> and I think now it's just being more accepted. Like, you don't have to be in the closet so much. Mm-hmm. It's like now, it's like you can be gay and, like, and you grab down as you're more respected. But and I'm going to get flack for saying this. However, I don't think that some gay rappers are pushed forward now, mm-hmm. are rapping very well. Um, I just think it's just uh, cute because they got cute nails and beards. Oh, shit. Um, and <clears throat> I, I don't consider that rap. That's not rapping to me. I'm sorry. You a good club banger. That's it. But like outside of that, I'm not playing your music. I like it. I embrace it. Um 
I do think it's a great club banger. Album of the year, song of the year, probably not. But I do think it's a nice gateway to open something up for us. I don't want to say gay artists come through who really mm. going to like go through. Side note. One thing that irritates me... Um, is when I do see a gay artist and we know that they're either rapping about a male, but then they have females in their music videos all up on them. Oh, instead of like trying to portray that, that like, you know it what I mean? does bother I'm like, me. Well, I know you're gay, so why is this woman all up over you? Like, who are you trying to market to? Like, I just, it's just, I can't make the connection when I see their videos. I think you hit the nail on the head. That's it's true. Marketing. It's marketing. Who, who's pushing them? Like, you have, you know what I mean? It's people find it. I want, I want to say hard, but they'll get a you get a lot of pushback if they were to push like a full out gay production. Mm-hmm. They the people want well I don't know who the people are I'm just talking but I call people the people when it's like general masses of population. <laughs> the people wanted to stone Lil Nas X baby. They were so mm-hmm. mad at him for kissing that man, and it's like a lot of people have different opinions about him. But I think it's all about who's pushing you and who's marketing you because some people who are great rappers who might be like closeted gay mm-hmm. they're not gonna ever tell people that they're gay but they have respect because they're an amazing rapper an amazing producer they can make some beats but at the end of the day they know like if I come out gay I may not be embraced by this community because I've seen what they've done to other people who are actually gay mm-hmm. I think um, a part of this conversation that we're leaving out is like the different the difference between hip hop and rap Yes, for sure. Yes. And that was the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Um, because I, I was like, something is missing, and, I, and it's like, you know, I just had to go look it up. Um, because like hip hop is emceeing and DJing and breakdancing, and and it also is culture and it's um, lifestyle and it's all of that which we're talking about now. Because I think there is a part of hip hop that's embracing the LGBT community. Um, Jay Z. He just did a documentary, um, or maybe it was a conversation, but he was in this conversation, he was talking about his mom being mm-hmm. um, gay and watching her grow up mm-hmm. and not being with the person that she loved and not being able to be open about the person she loved. Um, and then she recently married her partner. Um, and then hip hop, on the other hand, is really more um, rhyme and poetry over a beat or music. So with that being said, would you say that hip hop embraces the gay culture more than rap does? I'm not saying that. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm saying um, that because hip hop also addresses culture, mm-hmm. um, I think that there is more visibility. Okay. Um in terms of rap, I think, well, visibility in terms of maybe a message. Um, and rap culture, I think, is really just more about, like, style and image. I respect it. Like, I, I think in, I think in um, rap, we see more of, like, um, little, little Nas and yeah. the other individual that you were referencing. Yeah, I'm not going to say his name, because the girls love him, but girl. <laughs> um... What was that guy who SZA was dating and he got caught giving fellatio or receiving fellatio for them white boys? I know exactly what you're talking about. I just can't remember his name. I went back and listened to his music. He can actually rap. Who are you talking about? He, Isaiah Rashad. Yeah, he mm-hmm. can rap. Now, I won't take that from Isaiah. Now, if Isaiah would have came out being a gay rapper, I think he would have been a breakout star. Mm-hmm. He can rap. 
That's rap. I'm gonna have to research him. Yeah, he he had some good songs. I was like, well, damn, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> so if you had to think of one like hip hop song that you could say changed your life or just had an effect on you, like damn, this song, like you heard and you was like, this is insane. What song would you say? You know, now <laughs> my Trina, <laughs> baby, I, I thought I was the shit. I thought the thing like. <laughs> I'm gonna go with, and this is probably very, 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 very like stereotypical, but I'm going Miss Education, Lauryn Hill. I think it's gonna oh. forever go down as the best hip hop album ever. The words, and then she just takes a little R and B and plugs it in and sings. And mm-hmm. had to be a specific song, I would probably say. Superstar, nothing even matters. When she, like her and D'Angelo did mm. some insane things on that. And I think she did an amazing job crossing like the hip, staying true to hip hop, who she is, like even from like the Fugees and like her upbringing, but like merging like R&B and like Neo Soul into all that. Unfortunately, I think that was like the best album of her life and she'll never top it. Mm-hmm. And that's what's put her where she's at. And of course she doesn't own the rights to the music, but we won't go there. Oh my goodness. Yeah, she that's, a, that's hard. Oh. Isn't that rough? Like, she literally got. Have you guys seen her in concert before? Mm-hmm. If you see her in concert now, she goes to concerts. And um, I love Lauren Hill. Like, to the point I was going to get a Lauren Hill tattoo on my leg, and my mom had to stop me. Like, I love her. Um, but she goes to the concerts, and instead of singing, like, the melody of X Factor, she has to, like, rip the melody out and sing over a different beat and everything. Oh, wow. Because she doesn't own the music. That, that is, is so, so fucked up. And this, I want to say this is this the this might be the twentieth or thirty. I don't know. Don't quote me on this. It's either twenty or thirtieth reunion th- uh, anniversary of the Miseducation Lauren Hill, and she's got booked on all these different tours. And when she shows up, she can't even sing the way the song how everybody expects the song to go mm-hmm. because she has to sing it over a different beat. Damn, well, she also I do a acapella lot of shit like a motherfucker. Right? She has been through a lot of shit. Love that woman, yeah. Solomon. What song are you thinking? Uh. So, as soon as you mentioned the Fugees, mm-hmm. um, um, what is it? The Storm of My Pain? Oh, Killing Me Softly. Killing Me Softly, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. As soon as you mentioned the Fugees, that beat dropped in my head, and like my soul was just like, ah. So, that song, but for me, I think it will still be um, Nas' Affirmative Action. And for me, it's the end of the song where Foxy Brown is um, Foxy, Foxy, Foxy. When she's Oof. when she's breaking down um, a kilo, I love Foxy. And I was just like, I want to marry a drug dealer. <laughs> Damn. Wow. <laughs> As we speak of Foxy, let's, let's not forget about Foxy and Lil' Kim shootout outside the radio station. Staple in hip hop. Yes. <laughs> they had a shootout. They did. They did. They did. They did. They did for real. Yes. They was. They, see these. I hate to say, these new rap girls, their beef be like real, Don't real surface it. level. Don't but do like, Lil Kim and Foxy were ready to shoot each other outside the radio station. Like, it was going down. Marco? <sighs> Mine is going to be Drake Nice for What? Ooh. Um, I just love everything about that song from beginning to end. The video was powerful. He had all women in it. He had Issa Rae. He had uh, Tracy Ellis Ross. Like, that video brings me chill, and I can rap that song from beginning to end. Was Big Frida like on that sample mm-hmm. or something? She was in the background. So but he didn't want to put it in the video. That way, I was I, upset about. Yeah, I did hate that, especially when once I did see the video. Um, ooh, mm. it's the bounce beat. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, it was just so unfortunate. I don't know why he wouldn't want her, considering that she's the queen of bounce and. 
the video was shot in New Orleans. You have her on the track. It takes somebody bold to embrace people, Beyonce. Anyways. Well. Rodney, you don't have a song? I did. Trent, oh, you, you don't know me. But yeah, so <laughs> shout out to the 50th anniversary of hip hop. I think it has. Black people are just it. We got it. All of it. All, all, of it, yes. all, all of it. We don't like nothing. Let's go. And because as black people, it's we have time. all of it. Um, <laughs> for today's Menage a Trois, we wanted to talk a little bit about three things to live by. And so, you know, we've gotten a chance over the last 16 weeks mm-hmm. to 17 weeks, mm-hmm. 17 weeks to get to know each other, share on each other's accomplishments. Um, Kiki a little bit and you know I can actually say that I'm very proud of y'all for all of your accomplishments we've seen new jobs we've seen um, just all kinds of greatness and so um, I also have to recognize that we didn't get where we are by ourselves and Mm -hmm. like I stand on the shoulders of people who believed in me and people who continue to encourage me and there are people who have given me some great advice in my life and so my question to you all today is what are three pieces of advice that someone has given you or yeah, that someone has given you that you just live by? Hmm. Yeah, no, I love my grandma. Mm. Grandma Winnie. Granny. <laughs> granny said your looks will get you in the door, but your brains will keep you there. And that has always just held something to me because I've seen a lot of people get hired for jobs. They might look the part, but they couldn't do the job. And that just makes me feel like you can be cute, but have some brain with your cuteness. And I respect that. Mine um, would be I can't complain about the things I can change. Um, Oh, that's deep. Yeah, so vulnerable moment. Uh, so I used to be homeless back in 2017. Um, long story short, staying with somebody and it just all went left. Um, so I was in Memphis at the Greyhound station with all my shit just like, or like big, like eight big ass boxes just sitting there just trying to figure shit out. Um, and what I was doing was just calling all my friends. I said, like, oh, I need this, I need this. And like everybody was telling me no. So I was like literally at my breaking point. And it was this, um, it was this the guardian angel, kid you not, this um, older woman, she came over. She was like, are you okay? You've been here for a couple of days. I was like, I'm not, but I will be. And she was like, what do you need from me? I was like, I just need to go back to Florida. And uh, she was like, okay, give me one moment. Long story short, she came back. She was like, this is what I want you to do. Here's a cart, grab all these boxes, go to this bus number, put them on there and get on the bus, and I just hope that you never put yourself in this situation ever again. To this day, I went back to that Greyhound station. I tried to find her. Um, I, sorry, um, I cannot find her. I called the Greyhound station. It was like, I don't know who you're talking about, but she had a uniform on and everything. I don't know where she came from, but she paid my way from Memphis, Tennessee, back to Jacksonville. I stayed at a friend's. I stayed at a friend's house for one month. I got three jobs, and I was biking to work. And yeah, I just, I just knew that I did not want to go back to where I was. That's a how I got over moment. Bitch, I don't like crying. <laughs> 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 
Yeah. Look at you now. I know. Praise huh? God. <laughs> hey, shot. He is. Um, for me, um, one of mine is I can't even remember what the situation was. Um but it was a moment when I don't think I was at my lowest. I was I was somewhere and I was talking to my mom and my mom was like, she just looked and she was like, you're too old not to know how to protect yourself. And in that moment, I was like, you're right. You're right. Um, and actually, I think it was a family situation. My mom just looked at me and she was like, you're too old not to know how to protect yourself. And she was like, because I can't do it for you. I can't do it for the rest of my life. And so um, in that moment, I was just like, you're right. You, you did a really good job, like, protecting us from a lot of stuff. And so now it's my turn to just pick up the mantle and just do it. Um, and from that day forward, so, you know, I um, gave you the clip earlier today about and when you were like, oh, here he come. I'm always thinking about those next steps ahead. And that's a way for me to like protect myself. And mm. I do that in a lot of different scenarios. Um, and then, but because of that, um, I became a protector for myself and then a protector for other people. Mm. And then um, my yoga guru, after a, an amazing flow one day, he was reading from the passage and it says, and he said, you are no one's last resort. Mm. And from that day forward, I was just like, I'm gonna let it go. Like, I don't have to be responsible for other people getting what they need. Mm. That's deep, too. Yes. Oh, I like all this. Mm. That poetry. Snap mm. it up. Ah. I would have to. I would say, like, I talk to my parents a lot. I'm very close with my mom and my dad. And I remember one time we were, like, outside of this gas station. I don't even know how it happened, but I was spoiled growing up. And I wanted something. And my dad told me no, and I cried. And it was, I was probably like in elementary and he told me, he, he, he said, I forgot what his exact words were. He was like someone, basically along the lines, he basically said, don't let someone have that much control over your emotions that they can ruin your whole day. Mm. And he was like, I told you no about this because I knew you were going to get upset and look what you did. You're upset. And now you don't even want to do nothing else for us today because you're crying. It was probably something stupid, like a piece of candy or a candy bar or something. But I've always can, I've always thought to myself, do not let someone do something to control your reaction, your emotions. I can always control how I react to people. There's like a um, study that says like a majority of black men, if you ask them why they're in jail, they'll say because they couldn't control their emotions. They couldn't control mm -hmm. their anger. They couldn't control their rage. And that's what ended them up in jail. Not because they sold drugs, not because they beat somebody up, not because they assaulted someone. It's simply because they couldn't control their emotions. So I'm always telling myself to control my emotions. And then my mom, like she has this jacket and like all of my family, they were in a motorcycle club and they all have these jackets and they have different patches on them. And she has this patch that says step on and let it roll off your back. And basically don't sweat the small stuff. Like if something happens, like step on it, keep moving. Like it's on your backside. Like, so I've always thought about that. Like I don't really sweat things too long. I let it happen, I just keep going. Cause tomorrow's gonna be better. Mm. Anybody have any other ones? I don't know, y'all got me thinking about my damn brother. <laughs> um. uh, I don't know, I'm just gonna share this. I wanna share it. Um, it's very hard. And I try to be happy all the time because, like, things can be worse. But my mom is dying inside watching my brother go away. And I just don't know what to do. How did I try to call every day? My little brother went down there and see her from Florida. You know, they just, whatever. And he said, Mama just looked drained. 
And then when I FaceTime her today, I, w I literally cried. And it hurt my feelings. And I didn't want to do that today, but I'm sorry. I just feel I need to say that. Um, I just pray for anybody who's going to like that. Just just try to be there for your family because I don't know how to feel to lose a child that you birthed. But it's sad. Like, it's, it's killing me. Well, if you need anything, we're here for you. Thank you. And... Is there anything that you need from us? I just really want my mama to be at somewhat of peace accepting what is going to happen. Um, cause when you talk when you talk to her, she talks like he's getting better. When I physically see my brother, it's and then he's in pain and mm. hurts from use the bathroom. And it just, oh, I don't want to do this. It just hurts. And you want somebody there because you want them to be there. But then you don't want them to suffer. And I feel like he suffered because he's holding on for us. And I want him to be at peace. I just had to get that out. Oh. <sighs> Move on, girls. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in terms of that, you, you don't want to be the one to break the side. <laughs> 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 and Woody said, "We didn't come here to interview me." That's <laughs> what she told Oprah. <laughs> uh, right. All right. But in the in, uh. in the interest of time, and at your request, we will go ahead and move on. So, what you got for us, Rodney? Um, we have left on red, sweet babies. I didn't say that today. As you know, this is one of my favorite segments where we welcome you all to come in. And, you know, join the conversation, talk about what's going on, like what I just shared, a breakdown moment. We want to have that here. We want to make sure this is a safe place where you can come in and talk about stuff that's really bothering you. And we hope that we can give you some type of guidance because I know sometimes I give bad advice. <laughs> if you want some advice from us, you can do that by, you know, emailing us at oplushapodcast at gmail.com or going to our website at OshaPodcast.com. The letter. Help. I am 38 years old with a high sex drive. With my last couple of sexual encounters, I couldn't get hard. Oh, Lord. I don't know how to turn. I don't know who to turn to. I am afraid to talk. Ooh, excuse me. I'm sorry, y'all. Hold on. Ugh, soda. I am afraid to talk. I'm afraid to talk about it with my friends because I don't know. I don't want to hear the jokes. Have any of you ever encountered this unique situation? If so, how did you seek the help that you needed? If not, what advice do you have for me? Mm, so, erectile dysfunction. 
Oh, now, let's not misdiagnose this okay. Oakland child. Let me put my public health hat on. <laughs> In Rodney's voice, sweet baby. <laughs> you need to go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Like, I do understand you want the advice of your peers and um, of other people, but you probably should seek medical attention. Um, I would also say you mentioned you have a high sex drive. Of course, I'm not a medical doctor, so don't be trying to sue me, girl. But if you have a high (laughs) sex drive and you're saying with my last couple of encounters, that means there's a lot going on. Not not shaming. I'm not sex shaming, but maybe lay off the sex for a little bit and then maybe it'll come back and things will start working. But I would still go to the doctor and mention that to my doctor. For me. um, So since since they asked the question, um, have I ever experienced that? Yes. And I've experienced it because I was going through other things, right? So um, it could be one of two situations for me. Like, I would be, like, super sexually charged when I'm stressed out because I'm looking for an outlet. Mm. Or I will not, or I have very low libido because I'm stressed and thinking about other things. Um, and so it could be a number of different things. It could be, um, just like you were saying, just hyperactivity. Um, and you worn out for a little bit. Um, what that thing out? <laughs> <laughs> what that thing out? She is crazy. She is crazy. Ooh, and maybe Lord. there's some things going on that um, are playing out in the background that you may just need to pay some more attention to. Um, and also, also consider that, you know, and this is me. This is me being in my 40s where... Um, I'm actually looking for something different more than just a nut. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm actually mm. looking for an attachment, if I'm looking for, and I'm, I'm using attachment clinically, um, but if I'm looking for an actual relationship where I want um, something meaningful, then I'm not going to just be looking for sexual gratification. Mm. That's good. Ooh, we, so <laughs> I had two encounters. <laughs> Well, it did not just want to get up. <laughs> and I thought something was wrong with me. I was like, what the hell is going on? Because this is morning. I was, you know, doing my little morning ritual. It was good. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm researching everything. What me, what that mean? It came with stress. Mm-hmm. And I was stressed around the time. And so and then I said, well, God, I might be telling not to have sex first because it's a reason. And then... I waited like a good three weeks and I had sex with somebody else and it was good. So I would advise you <laughs> to just sit back and thank God for whatever he's trying to block you from. Cause sometimes we'll be heat of the moment. I'm in for real. He might say, nope, <laughs> that thing ain't gonna get up. <laughs> okay. So I got, I, you know, I say it's a blessing that if you are still having that problem, then I will go to a doctor and see. And one whole conversation, you just you just said God gave this man erectile dysfunction. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord works in mysterious ways. Yes, he does. Just saying, I would have stuck in that thing that came out with something you didn't want. My itch you can't oh. scratch. <laughs> Literally. Um, opener to answer your question. Um, I've encountered this situation. Uh, mine normally comes from stress, but I'm also very big on if something don't feel right. Or if it just, if I can't do my morning routine, I'm immediately calling my doctor. I'm just no if, ands, or buts oh, about wow. it. Yeah, because I, I like to make sure. 
Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, Mr. Man ain't working. <laughs> he ain't standing tall right. in the morning. But, like, not like, okay, if it's like one day, but like, if it's multiple days, yeah, like yeah, a couple yeah. encounters, yeah, lay off the sex, maybe just go talk to your doctor. Because, again, we're not health professionals. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm always going to say go to the doctor because they have the best advice. Touche. All right. <laughs> or go seek therapy. Blocking yeah, that. you can see a sex therapist too. So I'm blocking that milk. Or just a regular therapist. <laughs> well, no, there, no, there. Why no, are you there, fucking so much? <laughs> no, there is a such thing as a sex therapist. Oh, I know, I know, I know there is such thing as a sex therapist. But there, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a sex therapist. Oh, well. child, don't ask us because we can't, we can't fix it. <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to us for this question, we all didn't give you a different piece of advice. Child. Take one of them. <laughs> Either either God is telling you that it's not gonna work, the doctor's gonna tell you it's not gonna work. Uh, don't just just don't. We're, we're praying with and for you. We are. Fix that penis, Lord. <laughs> oh my God, I told him get out of here. All right, thank you for coming and joining the four of us as we swallow our topics. Let's be different. See y'all next week. <laughs>